Well, is that okay? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the f- uh, fifth, oh my God, I've forgotten the number, 13th episode of the Talking Music Podcast. Today we're joined with a very special guest, Ashley Freeman. Well, welcome. Hello. Would you like to introduce yourself, what you do and where you're based? Yeah. Um, so, well, I'm currently based in Guildford, um, UK, um, just studying at university at the moment. And um, I, well, I wouldn't consider myself a YouTuber, but I post content on YouTube and um, Instagram. And um, I'm basically just trying to get into the uh, the music industry and ultimately earn a living from performing really yeah well that's that's great i love content creation so it's it's great to see so um yeah welcome everyone so we're just gonna get into some questions i have prepared for ashley um so yeah also i just want to say i listen i listened to the um the other podcast that we did okay oh my god God, it was the most awkward like thing. Like the way I spoke, I was like, uh, "Welcome, Ashley." <laughs> it's like, have you you ever like uh, look back <laughs> at yourself and you um, on like old videos and you're like, "Damn, I, I sucked." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do that all the time. Like even from like a couple of months ago, yeah, I watch a video and I'm like, "Oh, geez, why why did I post that?" I, but you know, you, you just got. Yeah, you get better as you go on, so... Exactly, yeah. But there's like a 10-second delay or something. It's quite bad, but let's just hope it doesn't really affect... um, Yeah, I noticed that. ...conversation. (laughs) So, um, I've got seven questions ranging from content creation to uh, your, like, future job that you'd like to do. Um, So, let's just get into the first one. So, I can see by your um, camera you've moved into a new place or just shifted everything somewhere else yeah so i'm normally based in uh, bromsgrove which is near birmingham now i'm over in guildford um studying at acm uh, if you know where where that is um and i actually finished my degree this year so i don't know what i'm doing after that but yeah for now i'm based in guildford uh, in a totally new place, so yeah. Well, what is it like an improvement over your old place? Do you, do you get better camera angles or something? You know. Um, I mean, well, it's, I wouldn't say it's improvement because it's like student, well, it's not student accommodation, but it's like a student house. Um, yeah. But you know, I can make do with what I've got in here. I definitely probably prefer it back there. Um, but you know, you just got to make do with what you got. So it's, it's not too bad. So. Yeah, I mean. It, it's great for a little change every like every now and then. It, obviously, if it isn't for the worse, because but I'll doubt where you are now is going to change much. But yeah, um, so we've got I've got another question which is me and the audience quite like um, tech and the components behind the tools driving creators, you know, like computers and stuff. So could you, if you wouldn't mind? Could you tell us the specifications of the computer that you edit on? <laughs> oh wow! Do you know how um, to, you like? Do, to, do you know what? I actually, I don't. I don't really. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head to be honest. If you go to the top left um, about this Mac, you should be able to find the specs. Uh, okay. The Bear Apple button. <laughs> 
There we go. All right, so it's an iMac. Yep. It is <laughs> 2013. Oh, wow. Processor is 3.2 is that gigahertz. Yeah, gigahertz, yeah. Quad core, Intel core, i5. This this is like a completely different language <laughs> for me. What, I have um, no idea what all this means. That's what Ned said, uh, the other guest I had on last week. Yeah, uh, memory, 16 gigabytes. Graphics, NVIDIA GeForce G2, GT, sorry. Yeah, um, sounds about right. Again, means nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I just I'm thought, guessing yours is like 10 times better than mine. It's newer, so... I would, I guess I would assume so, but, uh, but yeah, we just like to just quickly ask that. Um, I, I pretty much have asked every single person that's come on because, you know, tech <laughs> is what drives everything. Uh, so could you give us a full rig rundown of your, uh, obviously your, like your setup, your guitars, pedals, interface, whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, so, well, every, everything I use. I mean, yeah, the, most, the things you use the most, I guess, and any honourable mentions. Yeah, so, I mean, since I've moved into Guildford uh, to study at uni, I've been using, as you know, my Kemper profiler for pretty much every recording I do at the moment. Um, so that's the main, you know, I don't really use amps at the moment just because of um, how convenient it is to be able to, you know, record and it sound like a real amp and you don't have to worry about, you know, cranking the amp up, micing it up and all that stuff, especially where I'm, you know, based at the moment. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, in terms of my interface, uh, it's Universal Audio Apollo Twin X. Yeah. Um, and then... I'm literally just looking at my setup now, just trying to name everything. <laughs> I've got uh, Yamaha HS7. Yeah. Uh, speakers. Uh, um, yeah, I think I know them. Yeah, they're white. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I know them, yeah. Um, and that's pretty, I mean, that's like the majority of the the you know, the fundamentals of how I record stuff. Yeah. With uh, pedals and stuff like that, um, just recently got a TS-808, which yes, is... Yes, I saw that. It sounds great. Is it? <laughs> is it new yeah. reissue? I don't really know how they work, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's, it's a reissue. Um, I mean, I don't even know how much, like, the proper classic TS-808... The original. Yeah, how crazy. Um, so it's a reissue, but it sound it really sounds great, and I, I can I'm definitely going to use that in a you know future recording and stuff like that. But yeah, it was. Um, yeah, go on. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I don't actually have that many pedals at the moment. Um, that's the the newest one I've got at the moment, um, and what am I I'm just trying to think now? So I've got a full tone, full drive. Yes, uh, MOSFET. Yes, I know that one, yeah. Um, micro Qtron? Yes, oh, the, the Tom M Mish, I can't say his second name, but yeah, that pedal. <laughs> Tom Mish, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and then I've got a flashback delay. Yeah. Uh, and a Fender Marine Layer Reverb. Oh, I love that thing. <laughs> it sounds so good. It's like pretty compatible. Yeah, I mean, to you like, can get yeah. some... 
Super. Oh, this delay, bro. Oh, go on. <laughs> this delay. What were you saying? This delay is ridiculous. Um, it's comparable to like the uh, Strymon Big Sky, if you've heard that. It's a great reverb pedal. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, you can get some really ambient sounds on it as well. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. Uh, and then I have a um, full-tone wah. Yeah. And that's pretty much it for the pedals, I think. Yeah. Um, I mainly use my pedal board when I'm out doing, you know, performances for uni and stuff. You know, not at the moment because of the whole COVID <laughs> situation, but... Um, that that's the reason why I got the pedal board in the first place. So I, I normally use that to go out and do stuff that is mainly performance based. And then a, the Kemper and the effects within that is is what I use for recording, just because it's really convenient. Yes. Has it got pedals included in it? Yeah, it does. Have, it does have a few. It has um, it has a few like drive pedals that are based off. Tube screamers and stuff like that. It has, you know, delay, reverb, yep. uh, modulation stuff. So it does have a lot. Um, yeah. So yeah. What was it, what like made you want to buy the tube screamer? Well, um, do you know, it probably is just a lot of my guitar heroes that use strats mainly. Mm-hmm. Just have that tube screamer sound. Um, obviously, you go back to like Stevie Ray Vaughan um, and that kind of thing. But even just people like John Mayer, yeah, who use it live, um, and it just sounds like it sounds great with the Strat, which is the main reason why I bought it in the first place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just hearing other guitar players use it, really. Yeah. What type of uh, guitars you use? I know you've got like a SG and Strat and stuff. Is there any of those I can remember? Yeah, so so Gibson SG um, Strat, which is an American professional. Yeah, I think it's might be twenty seventeen or something. Yeah, uh, my newest one is the D'Angelico that you can see there. Yeah, I love that one. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, it's so it's so nice. Um, it's the so it's a limited edition Matt Wine Atlantic. Yeah, it's like number forty six out of the fifty that were made. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's. I mean, I I wasn't even looking for a guitar at this point as well. Yeah. And um, I I did know about D'Angelico, but um, they brought out the limited edition range, and I saw the Matt Wine finish, and I was like, oh wow, that's just. I need to get that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really glad I did because it's such a it's such a cool guitar. It's really what? versatile. Yeah, as well. I was about to say it's versatile with the single coil uh, tap toggles. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I've even got like featured on their um, page a couple times, D'Angelico. Yeah, they've shared some of my um, videos, and I did the hashtag my D'Angelico video, yeah, which they asked me to that? do. They put which is- like they actually DM'd you and Yeah, they they um they DM'd me and um reached out and asked me to well if if I was okay with doing the video and they just basically tell me what I have to do. I just have to answer a, a few general questions about the guitar, why I like it. Yeah. Um send them some pictures. Um and send send them a video of me playing it and then they put it all together and put it on oh, their okay. Instagram page. Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, I guess, could you, um, um, oh, my video has stopped on the webcam. Let's just carry on. Um, did you get much like, because I swear, like if you get a, um, a boost on, um, an account, like a big account, like D'Angelico, did you get much followers after that? If you know what I mean? Yeah, I got a few, but I guess maybe for like a week or so or a few day, a few days. And then it, and then it just kind of stops because, you know, the yeah. video is too old. But yeah. yeah, I did get a few. I don't yeah. know if you've noticed recently as well on Instagram. Oh, I think I know um, what I'm about to say. I mean, the, like the followers kind of, the, they were going up quite fast and now it's just kind of started yeah. to level out a bit. Yeah. And then sometimes you check as well and you've lost some followers as well. Yeah, no, well. I know, I know. It's, I, it doesn't make sense to me. The thing is, right, is when people follow you, they, they're doing a, um, a thing where they, they follow you and then if you don't follow them back after like a week, they unfollow you. You know what I mean? So, the, oh really? Yeah, it's some like weird thing, but I and they they don't interact with you at all. They just follow you for the sake of you to follow them back. And I do something similar, but I follow them and I interact with their account. I don't like just unfollow them because they didn't follow me back. Like I stayed followed, but I do unfollow a couple accounts, but because they're like unactive, um, inactive, not unactive. But yeah. Um, and also yeah, that's these really like annoying. vultures in the comments, like these DM for promo on Will oh. Guitar, Like it's so annoying. Honestly, oh, the, every video as well. The first one, the first comment on every single video uh, me or How you do. How do I find it that quick as well? I, they scowl the um, the hashtags, I think. So like they go on hashtag guitar and click recent and you can see the ones that have been made like eight seconds ago. <coughs> they literally must spend all day just checking the hashtags. Yeah. Seeing which videos are posted. I mean, I th- I do they have a life? <laughs> I think is I think they're like, I think they're like, there's so there's like this website which you can sign up and you can pay like a monthly thing and they do that so it's a system where it's like the mother account and then like the um the offspring accounts with like five followers and they dm and uh comment constantly and i think those are the offspring accounts um and then the mother account is obviously like the one with 250k you know yeah, yeah. No, I noticed that as well because they they DM um, they DM you as well, and they say, <laughs> "Oh, we, you know, we'll share your video on these pages." So I'm guessing they're linked to those yeah, exactly. bigger pages as well. And they've got like 300 followers, and I'm like, "Yeah." Really no, confusing. what you do notice with them though, which I have seen, is they have thousands of views, but when you click on the likes, they have like 30 likes. It's really weird. I. Yeah, it's a bit suspicious to be honest. But have you seen, um, you know, the guitars are better Instagram page? No, I haven't. It's like, well, apparently the biggest page. They've got like eight hundred thousand followers. Um, I'm, I'm wow. pretty sure like every guitar player follows them. But basically, they've just gone to like money um, and just shit. Like they are co- constantly about advertisements and. Everything is an advertisement. Followed at Sam Plays Music or whatever for 
lessons and it's the most annoying thing because the reason why they got big in the first place was because of the great content they were putting out and now it's just ads and it's sad to see yeah. <laughs> but yeah yeah you see that on so many like uh, news instagram pages as well that yes. are not linked yes. to music stuff like lad bible yes i know that um, yeah yeah they just i mean you you scroll through and like four of the pages you follow have all posted the same news and it's just what is you know if you not get anything unique to post yeah, I th- they're just getting paid and just making bank, I guess. But it's still like they abuse, they, like they abuse it. I mean, I guess if if it's gonna be your Instagram, like if that page is gonna be your life, then I understand. But still, you shouldn't spam because I swear, like if you look and out of nine posts, like three or four are ads, and it's like so annoying as well. And yeah. a lot on Instagram accounts. What I noticed with like um, uh, Seth Rosenblum and stuff, they like they stay authentic. You know, they don't. Right. They don't. I can. They don't like. Uh, they post stuff, obviously, and then they t- would tag them, and they would state that it's an advertisement. Like they'd put a hashtag ad or like. Uh, some company like Ibanez have sent me this amazing tube screamer whatever you know go check it out if you like the tones from that and they stay authentic but and that's what I think is key if you're going to be doing ads but speaking of ads I saw your um this is a couple months ago now I can't remember what it's called uh aero pocket or something oh um the pocket guitar yes Um, like the yeah I I've I didn't understand the. I don't understand what the concept of it is. Which could you explain? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so that the the company uh, reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to do a review of the product. So um, I had a look, and it kind of seemed really. I've never seen anything like it before. Yeah. So I said yes, and they sent it. Um, and basically, what it is is um, this portable Bluetooth uh, device, which is access the plectrum yeah and the you choose what to play on the app and then you play it actually moving your wrist which is really a really weird concept but, yeah um it's i mean it's interesting i i wouldn't use it for anything musically um <laughs> i saw you made a track with it a, yeah for the video how do you um, how did you make a track for it if it was on your phone i was very confused on how you did that um, so I uh, screen recorded the phone oh, right, okay. because the audio is coming from that yeah, and just sense. sent it to my iMac and then imported the audio into Logic. <laughs> so it's a, pre- it's a pretty um, like a long-winded way of doing it. But... Yeah. That, that's, um, yeah, I, did, did they like, I guess, did they have an Instagram, first of all? I don't if, even if know. If you know. <laughs> Where did they I reach don't... out to you and like email or something? Email, yeah. So they must have, um, they must have found my email from YouTube or Instagram, some somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Would you? I would just like to um, say as well. Would you like to make a little plug of your Patreon because I just tell us what is there because I I am quite interested. Yeah. Well, that's that's actually really funny because um, the past week I've been working on Patreon stuff. Um, yeah. 
I don't know if you know much about Patreon. I think you're signed up to Patreon actually, aren't I, you? No, I've got, um, I've done it on a separate, um, a different one, which doesn't like take as much cut from your price, but. Yeah. Yeah. So, so at the moment it's, um, it's just a, on a kind of donation basis thing where people can pledge how much they want to um, pay you every month. Yeah. And I want to switch that to the the tiered membership style patron where yeah. I regularly post exclusive content for people. Um, so I've been working on that for the, like the past week, um, getting content ready for it. It's really something that I, I want to focus on. Yeah. Because I've noticed a lot of musicians and uh, YouTubers out there do it to make, you know, a decent income. Yeah. So at I, the moment, I'm not really... It's, it's crazy. Like the... Um, this so Emmanuel Hedberg, who's an Instagram uh, guitarist, he, I, I, w- I did some maths, and he has two thousand patrons, um, or all paying a minimum of about three pounds a month. So that's yeah. six grand a year, uh, six grand a month. So that's a total of about seventy-two grand a year. <laughs> From like that's quite crazy money, you know. And that, that's like it doesn't take. Obviously, it takes effort to to do um, Patreon, but it it can be a side hustle if you want it to be. So the fact you make that much money from a side hustle is also passive income as well. And um, I saw that you were um, on the other podcast we did. Uh, you were talking about uh, trying to get down as many avenues as possible down on the online yeah. music industry. What, what yeah like multiple streams of income yeah exactly what um other avenues have you gone down i guess well um obviously youtube i mean i i'm i haven't i wouldn't say gone down those avenues yet but i'm trying to set myself up um to expand in like in the uh, the near future so youtube and patreon are big ones which i really want to work on yeah um others i guess is teaching yeah um is that integrated into patreon though yeah it's integrated into patreon but i guess um if you're talking about it as a you know face-to-face kind of yeah um, so they can like book a call or something yeah 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 and then obviously uh the main one is a session musician which is kind of hard to like you know work work (laughs) on at the moment yeah exactly um, but yeah, those, I guess those are the main how many, um, avenues. How many patrons do you actually have? Oh, not uh, not a lot at the moment. I, can't, I think it's like... Do you know, I don't even know. I think it might be about seven or something. I mean, that's, that's better than nothing. I have one and it's um, someone who is doing the tab for the patron and I gave him a free membership. He's actually in the <laughs> chat now. His name's Ryan. He's, he's doing oh. the tab for it because um, I can't do tab. Um, well, I, I don't think I'll be able to learn it in time to to put it out there. But I mean, <laughs> I think it kind of gains traction as as you know, the more you do it. Because I mean, I didn't really take it that seriously, and then you see you go on mu- musicians' patron pages, and there's like you know they've got. 230 patrons minimum one dollar and it's like well that's still minimum 230 dollars a month yeah, which exactly. is a, you know a passive income so it's yeah it's it still could uh make up a, a big chunk of a musician's 
income, really. Yeah. I I, th- I think Patreon's a really cool idea. I don't like that they take th- like 35% of the cut or something. Something like ridiculous like that. Um, but this is why I've gone to the other um, software because, uh, yeah, it takes something like 5% cut, which is a lot less. But I do it's- like... Um, Oh, you just lagged for me then. What were we going to say? I was just going to say, is, is that Patreon as well? Or? No, it's not. It's similar to Patreon. It's called Buy Me A Coffee. It's like some... Um, oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's it's quite cool. It I like the... It's just the fact that they don't take as much money. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I tried to look on your Patreon and I couldn't... It was, it was bugging out for me. What's like the, the minimum, like somewhat someone can pay monthly or something? Well, at the moment, because it's um, it, it's not like tiered or anything. It's just, how, oh, yeah. I think it's like $1. Yeah. yeah. I mean, someone could pledge $20 if they want, but they could also pledge a dollar. Yeah. And they can cancel at any time, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, no, I was going to say something you back onto guitars about the prs as well oh yeah yeah that's how's that been um i was i I guess i was just i was like guitar been for you like as it would you find it better than the like sg and d'angelico like i guess what's your favorite guitar really um i mean i was thinking about this the the other day um it's really hard to pick a favorite guitar because yeah they're all different yeah, it's, you know, each one of them are a completely different tool. It's almost like saying, you know, what's your best piece of the music equipment? <laughs> well, I, I use them all for different things, you know, sometimes together. So it's, um, you know, it's really hard to pick, but it's definitely one of my favorite guitars to play. It's always been, since my dad bought it, it's always been my favorite. Well, I mean... Back then, I only had an Epiphone Les Paul, but it's always been the guitar that I really wanted to wake up and play. Um, yeah. Just because it's so uh, easy and nice and, and just smooth to play. Yeah. Um, I guess all my guitars are really, so it's kind of hard to, you know, I don't want to say that is easier and, and better than the others because I, I like them all. You yeah. know, I wouldn't sell any of them. So, yeah, exactly. Um, but have you ever considered getting another PRS? Yeah. <laughs> you like what what uh, range you think of going down? Like was it uh, there's McCarty and stuff. Well, I do really like the Silver Sky models. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, they released a new one. Um today is I can't remember what it is. Um and I can't check my phone cuz it's recording currently, but it's they just released a new one. It's like You've seen the Nebula um, Silver Sky? Uh, it's like a limited yeah. run of like yeah, The one that changes colour? Yes, that's it, with the light, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and also they have maple fretboard ones, which is really cool. Yeah. I'm really glad they branched out to that because I like Rosewood, um, but only really that style, like Ebony on like a Les Paul. But for a Strat, I go for maple. It just like... It yeah, just, me too. It just feels nicer to play, to be honest. But um, the best thing about maple fretboards as well is they're so easy to clean. 
because yeah. it's like a lacquer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have a so it, fretboard, so I can't relate, but I know what you mean. Literally, you just wipe it off and you're good to go. Where, like with the rosewood, you have to, well, you don't have to, but put lemon oil on it, wait oh, for it to this dry. Thing, right? This guitar has like, it's because I've been playing it and I haven't really cleaned it much. It's got like a mixture of like <laughs> human oils in the, in the frets. And it's so like, it shows up on camera, which is quite, annoying but um it it like it looks like a lighter shade to the ebonisa just doesn't look clean and also the pickups get really dusty and i have no idea why i cleaned them and the exact same night it got dusty again and i don't understand because i see everyone with their yeah. les pauls and they got like really clean shiny les pauls and surely they don't shine their guitar every single day it's maybe like a product they put on or something yeah like a polish or something yeah do you clean your guitars much do you think Only that, when I change the strings. Yeah, um, okay. Because they're off, so I might as well just give them a clean over. Yeah, how often um, do you change strings then? Uh, I'd say maybe every two weeks, maybe, for each guitar. <laughs> yeah, that's not... No, that, I'm not saying that's, like, excessive. I'm saying I'm very... I go month... Like, I've gone a year with, <laughs> without changing strings, with playing every single day as well. It's, it's like, oh, really? without it snapping, I don't, didn't really feel a need to replace them, you know? Yeah. I mean, it well, can... uh, saying that, I mean, if I use the guitar every day for two weeks, oh, the camera stopped. Just record that again. Oh, All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I was saying is, um, if I use it every day, after about two weeks, I mean, I can go up to a month, it, they just start getting really, hard to play and rusty and I don't yeah. like it so I just change the strings um, but then I mean I might pick up a guitar change the strings play it for a day and then put it away for like a month so I, I don't have to change it yeah that makes sense yeah I mean yeah I, I only have like I guess one guitar that I can play so that's probably why I should change more frequently than <laughs> once a year but um, what strings do you actually oh, yeah, use what? I was gonna... yeah go on go on <laughs> I was just going to say <laughs> oh this lag man I know I was going to say um, with your Les Paul in the background yeah. the is that gold hardware uh, yes it is but it's slightly well quite tar quite tarnished a lot um, the the bridge pickup because it was made in 2015 and bought in 2015 I bought it second hand on Facebook marketplace best place to buy stuff I'd say but um, it's got like <laughs> you can see it's been like chromed um, on the bridge pickup where the hand typically is like by here. Yeah. You know, that's why I asked because my uh, D'Angelico does the exact same thing. How long have you had it for? Now. Oh, um, how long have I had it now? Um, probably maybe I want to say like six months, maybe. Yeah. Oh my I God. Can't, I really can't remember now. Uh, yeah, like around this kind of area. Yes, yeah. The gold hardware starting to kind of rub off, and it looks really cool. Yeah, I I think that I think the chromium looks sick. To be honest, like it looks like it's been uh, it's almost like a feature of uh, what is it? I can't re re relicking. I've <laughs> yeah, relic. Yeah, oh God, I haven't I haven't been out to a guitar shop in ages. I've completely forgotten everything. But yeah. Um, <laughs> 
yeah, it's quite, I mean, it's quite annoying. Um, like you either want to have it gold, like strikingly gold or completely like chromed and like wrecked, if you know what I mean. Like that, if yeah. in between just kind of just looks a bit messy, which is why I'm trying yeah, to like- Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm just trying to, I guess, <laughs> rub my hand on the pickups as much as I can. So that just every day. Just, yeah, no, literally just taking the strings <laughs> off and just, but no, um, it like, I think it looks pretty cool. But the thing is, right, is because obviously it's oils and stuff that's making it um, tarnish. It it looks like a water stain because it's got, I don't know how to explain it, but it's got like this edge, which just looks like water. I I don't know how to explain it properly, but you'll have to look to realize, but I, I doubt I can really show you. It's got, no, you can't really see, but it- I can't really see it's that. It's like the neck pickup, surprisingly, just looks fine, which just really shows it is the the hand that's making it tarnish, but- Do you rest your hand on like the bridge then? Uh, yes. I Let me think of it now, so-, so. Oh, I just pulled my... Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. I just pulled my interface out. <laughs> Stop recording. Yeah, it went weird for a second, but you're fine now. Oh, God, this is going to be a, a pain to edit. That's fine. Um, but yes, now that I think of it, I... Yeah, I put it... Yeah, I actually put it around on the bridge pickup and a little bit on the saddle, which is where it's also tarnished a crap ton compared to the rest of the guitar, but... Yeah, what do you think about Golden Hardware, then? I mean, I like it. I didn't think I would, but... Yeah. Um, especially on that guitar as well. I just think it looks really classy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... I, it doesn't really bother me, the hardware, to be honest. I I think it looks authentic, to be honest. Yeah. But... Have you seen um, when... So some when some people have gold tops, they, like, crack the, the lacquer... Yes, I have actually. What do you think? And it looks, I mean, I, I can't decide whether I like it or not. If I had one, I wouldn't do it. Exactly. I, if, if it naturally kind of got to that stage, I'd be fine with it. The gold top, I feel, should be like the cleanest guitar you have, if you know what I mean. I don't think you should wear like a Les Paul. Hmm. Um, unless it's like the back. Have you seen the Joe Bonamassa signature? It's got like a black back and I feel like that would look really cool with just some like uh, gashes of paint taken out or with yeah. buckle rash really as well. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I love Relic's guitars, man. What, have you ever thought about Relic in your Strat if that's even possible, if you've got the right finish? I mean, not... If it if it got relics naturally, it'd be absolutely fine. I think it looks really cool. Yeah. But I would I'd never do it. I couldn't bring myself to do that to like a new guitar or yes. do it myself. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> recommend doing it yourself because you'll just manage breaking it or something. But just get a fork and just start <laughs> stabbing it. <laughs> Please don't. No, but I. How would you relic it normally? Like if you're just gonna do it like on your own in fact speaking of that how do guitar shops relic it what is they just like go at your guitar with a knife or something like i don't understand how you would relic it in a professional way if you know what i mean i mean probably like sandpaper and yeah that makes sense. probably have professional like machinery or equipment <laughs> to do it <laughs> it's not some guy with like a you know 
Yeah. What's that? A brush, just DIY <laughs> relic in. You just like. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so you were on about how you're based in Guildford. What is it? What is the music industry like in Guildford? Um, I mean, it's it's better than Bromsgrove. Yeah. It's it's not as good as London, so I guess it's kind of in between that. But yeah, um, it's very kind of small, compact, compact, um, like town is well city because um, everything's really close together. Like the uni and um, yeah. you know, there's a electric theatre there and all you know the town centre and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely a lot better than what I'm used to. Yeah, I um. Because I asked um, Ned, the other guest... Oh, and my microphone has not been recording this entire time. <laughs> no, not the entire time, oh, a bit right. of half of it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, give me a sec. This is all going wrong. Everything is just coming out. Oh, we might just have to use the stream. Okay, it's coming through the stream. We'll just go with the stream um, for now. But, okay, this is really annoying. Um, what was I just saying then? Yeah, no, I asked uh, Ned, um, who's a guest I've had on previously, and he talked about how London is obviously compact, as you had said, but it's very, um, it's like everything's there, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it's just a ton of, uh, I guess it's really every, everyone's together. And he was talking about this blues bar which was um, really great. And you just go in for a jam. Have you got any of them down in Guildford? Yeah. Um, there's a few places like that. You can just go along and they have like jam nights, which is really cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to, you know, take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, there's a few places. I'm guessing, you know, there's probably like hundreds in London, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I'm just going to have to ditch the um the logic recording for now because it's just my not picking up my microphone which is fantastic um but yeah, you recording discord or? um no i well yeah for the stream i'm recording um for the stream i'm recording the discord call with my microphone and your microphone but um cool. yeah this is why backups backups are a thing jesus but um <laughs> how has university uh been as well like with gigging uh, in real life and stuff, and so I mean, so before the uh, Corona period, it was you know brilliant. It's great going and um, actually getting to perform every lesson and getting real, you know, face to face feedback and practicing perform because this is the thing. Like the whole digital uh, performance thing is completely different to um performing in real life and that's that's the part that i really want to uh get better at and get more experience so it's it has been a struggle really having every lecture on zoom um you yeah. definitely don't get same experience yeah, exactly. it's all, not the really. same thing yeah um but you know apart from that it's it's great going somewhere where you're exposed to every, like hundreds of people that you know are like-minded uh, with the, you know with the same thing and everyone is on the same page and everyone wants to reach the same goal yes um, so it's really cool as well um, doing that I guess it's great to surround yourself with people that have similar goals to you yeah 
Because but, you know where I where I lived before, um, I, was, I mean there was like three people in my music A level. Yeah, and there was hardly there was basically no one that wanted to do the same thing as me. Uh, and then all of a sudden you go to uni and everyone is is doing the same thing. So it's you know it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, also I have noticed. Uh, You've been uploading on YouTube actually quite a lot uh, since we did the last podcast. So I guess what like future plans have you got um, for YouTube as well as uh, just videos you want to do? Um, so I definitely want to start focusing on uh, lesson type videos and tutorials and um, stuff where I'm actually speaking to the audience because... My whole YouTube um, audience has not really heard me speak, or they don't really know anything about yeah. me. They haven't heard any, um, y- you know, they they don't really know me as a person. So that's some, something that I would love to um, start working on. Yeah, um, and um, I'm going to keep doing the covers. Yeah, keep doing ACDC covers. Obviously, yeah. they know, get always... they get mad <laughs> views. Like I'm not being funny. Like. Uh, it was consistent, like a couple thousand views on your jams and whatever. And then all of a sudden you did like a ACDC cover is like, what, 150,000, something like that. It's crazy. Yeah. The algorithm just like, just loves your ACDC videos. I think maybe yeah. people just like click on your um, videos because they have like, oh wait, you know, because back when your um, videos went uh, viral, they just, I guess they subbed and then they see this video and they're like, oh, he's still he's still making content, you know. And I guess that's why they click in. Yeah, it's funny as well because people message me on Instagram, and they're like, oh, you're the guy that does those ACDC covers. <laughs> you're the guy that's got that really uh, popular Back in Black video. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm. I think people sometimes. Uh, I think some people associate my channel with that as well, or associate me with the ACDC covers, which is absolutely fine because I, you know, I find it really fun to to do them. Yeah. Um, but you know, expanding and, and doing other things as well because I do like other genres and um, other artists, so it would be good to yeah. get the same amount of kind of traction on those as, as well as my ACDC videos. Yeah. Thing is, right, is ACDC is just like a huge band. And I don't think like Joe Bonamassa and stuff and uh, I don't think he's as big and little, like he's not as big as a, um, as a player and stuff as ACDC is, but also the fact that people will like watching his jams and uh, like watching you cover his songs than they do with ACDC, if you know what I mean. Like I just, it would have been... Do you wish you, you struck lucky with any other videos, if you know what I mean? So instead of the ACDC videos, maybe like a, um, I don't know, Joe Bonamassa cover or something, you know what I mean? That's a really good question. I've never never uh, thought of that. Yeah. Um, not really. I don't regret anything, really. Yeah. Because I do enjoy doing them, and they are one of my favourite bands of all time. You know, they're um, a massive inspiration and um, yeah, so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be associated with 
anyone else instead of them. Yeah. So, not really. But I get what you mean. Yeah. I get why you'd ask that. Because, like, you see, um, uh, what is it? If you know, do you know Sky? Do you know, like, Sky does Minecraft, like, back in the day and stuff? No, uh, I don't. Sorry. Uh, stampy long nose, I guess. Nope. Did you? <laughs> Um, basically these Minecraft YouTubers were hugely associated with Minecraft and they didn't want to do Minecraft. They wanted to do music. They wanted to do like rapping and stuff and they, um, and they couldn't get, they couldn't get out of it and they just ended up quitting YouTube because it got so bad to the point where they'd post Minecraft videos, get millions of views. They'd post music and get like 20,000 views, which is still a lot, but compared to what they were getting, like 10 million views a video, it's ridiculous. So... Yeah, I, I saw this something. is the thing. Like, yeah, go on. You need to find a balance between it because, you know, if you only do that type of video, um, people will get used to that, and um, you you'll just start feeling like it's a chore, almost like you have to only stick to that style of video. I have to the next cover I do, it has to yeah, be this badly, exactly. rather than just doing what you want whenever you want. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I. The, it's a tough place YouTube is, but you have to, I guess, adapt and stuff. But you, do you want to ex, like explore any other videos other than teaching and covers, if you know what I mean? Uh, it'll be good to do kind of like vlog stuff as well, yeah. maybe. Have you seen, uh, Every- you know, Rhett Scholl? Yeah. Like his yeah. backstage um, vlogs and Adam Neely as well. They do backstage gig vlogs. It's great. It's great to see like the behind yeah. the light. The thing is, I think like YouTubers like Adam Neely, I think they're at a stage where they could live off YouTube because they're at like 1.1 mil subscribers. But you like, you know, the entire content on YouTube was based around gigging. So if you were to take away the gigging... <laughs> exactly, yeah. Your entire channel will just... I guess die, but where do you see yourself in um, the future in about 20 years or something? Uh, well, hopefully, um, a, you know, a successful session player, hopefully that someone in the music community or guitar community that has a, a big social media following and, you know, not necessarily... Uh, I guess everyone says, you know, famous band. I want to be, I want to be famous. Not yeah. necessarily that, but just kind of knowing that community and, um, it, it, you know, it'd be great to be a successful session player in the future. Yeah. I mean, so, so is that your like ideal job that you want to do in the future? Uh, I, yeah, well, yeah, I, that's, what I'm studying for at the moment, um, whether it is, uh, you know, if I do end up being in a band and that goes well, then, you know, yeah, that's, you know, that's absolutely fine. But for now, it's basically just focusing on being a freelancer and um, yeah. earning a living from, you know, session musician. Yeah. <laughs> have you like, have you, have you been doing, well, obviously not now, but before, have you been doing much gigs? Not really. No, that that's, the thing that has annoyed me the most about the whole COVID situation yeah, because, because I can't do that. Yeah, you couldn't develop your gigging career now because 
obviously the coronavirus. Yeah. But I, I mean, uh, I've been I've tried to connect, but uh, I've been connecting with people in that industry and getting advice from people, which has been really cool. But yeah. it's just not the same as actually putting yourself out there and developing a you know a reputation for yourself for when you leave university. Yeah. Because now, after my degree is finished, um, I'm just going to be thrown into the deep end because that will probably be the the time where COVID is kind of settling down and everyone's getting back to normality. Yeah. Um, so I just feel like everyone has to start from like the rock bottom again, which is really annoying. But yeah. Uh, it's just have to see how it goes. Everything's rough now, isn't it? Like you can't, you, um, you just live in right now is, is just hard on its own in coronavirus. Cause you can't, you can't go out or like, I guess you could work from home, but it's not, you can't really gig at home. I mean, have you like seen these like yeah. live streams that people are doing? They're playing gigs and it's being live streamed. Yeah. They're pretty cool, but they, they don't make the same. I mean, I've seen, um, Joe Bonamassi's done this like where he, you would pay per ticket and you would buy like a space in the, in the, um, stream, but, it's got like as many people as like 30,000 people in like a, a virtual arena. But yeah, I think that they're, they're really cool, um, especially if you're going to be charging per ticket. And I guess it I would suppose be- it's the only way musicians can, you know, it's the closest they can get to performing with yeah. real people, you know. So. Yeah, because they do perform um, with like a full band and it looks like they're at a gig. They're even at a, like a venue that's a gig, but it's not a gig. Like there's no there's no one there apart from the people watching the stream and the people um, obviously playing the gig. But yeah. Um, yeah, I guess the energy as well of the performance and... Um, Connecting with the audience is not there, so exactly, yeah, it just kind of dies off and gets yeah. rid of the the magic that there is with um, gigging. But exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's about it. I've asked all my questions. I have had never had more failures in technology. My webcam camera, typical logic. I don't even know if my normal camera's recording. The only thing that's good is the stream. Um, but yeah, let's hope we don't have to use the stream as the final video yeah (laughs) thank you ashley for coming on um i'll make sure to link your youtube and instagram and patreon and whatever down in the description uh make sure to go thank you thanks for having me yeah uh make sure to go subscribe and stuff to to ashley and make sure to subscribe to me as well can't forget that but um yeah most importantly (laughs) thanks for coming on ashley and i'll see you guys in the next one